What is up, everybody? We are back for an emergency Stanyo Lane episode. Today, I'm joined with one of the best football minds I know. Kieran, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I've never been called one of the greatest football minds that somebody knows, so I do appreciate that. It's, I, I mean, it's just, it's just facts, my man. You, we've done, you've done a lot. You've done a lot. Especially uh, recently. Uh, yeah, man. The draft guide. That was crazy. I was glad to have you a part of it, too. Like... When we were like putting it together, I was like, look, I'm going to need a couple articles. Willie and Lee, that's compulsory behavior. I need those guys. And then we're putting the team together next year. Obviously, you had to be a part of it. So uh, I will yeah. gladly come back and join you on that because. Hey, you get your own position group next year, man. You need, you need to. You're going to be on the film. Trust me, bro. This this summer, we're going to hit the ground running with some film. I especially would love to get a. Uh, little summer series of sorts going on the podcast eventually so and we can always tie that into it oh summer scouting is perfect i know it is it's oh i'm itching for some college football but college football is not what brought us here today we're talking about none other than the aaron Rodgers situation that has taken place because if you've heard you will have heard by now when this is released aaron Rodgers is a new york jet Kieran, what are your first thoughts? Like, we knew it was happening, let's be real. Like, oh, yeah. ever since, like, the end of the season. But it's good to see, man. We might see, I mean, obviously it's it's Aaron Rodgers, so they're going to fumble it in the playoffs. But, like, it's going to be good to see the Jets be a good team again. Speak for yourself. I don't really know if it's going to be good to see, <laughs> honestly. Uh, I, dude, I'm, I'm currently sitting here contemplating, finding reasons why not to believe that the Patriots will finish last in the AFC East. And it's getting really difficult. I'm not going to lie. Let's be honest. The Dolphins are endangering their quarterback's life every time they take the field. You might be okay. Yeah, we. I might be okay. But I'm also, I'm, I'm hoping, I, I used to be a Tua denier. But now I just feel like low-key, I feel pretty bad. I kind of want to see him have a little bit of success because, God, I... That that whole situation last year was crazy. Honestly, I got a little the, worried. The Dolphins need to fire their entire medical staff. Letting him oh, go yeah. back out onto the field in a state he was in last year is just not okay. Oh yeah, no, that was a, a catastrophe. Honestly, uh, it, I don't understand wh- what you do. Like, I mean, I guess maybe if Stevie Wonder is your medical staff, I could get it. But I mean, these are supposed to be trained professionals. What, what are we doing? Like, bro, here? bro was straight out unconscious on the field, and they're like, "Nah, dog, you're good. Rub some dirt on it." Like, what? Here's some sniffing salts. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, these, these people... bro was out cold twice in one game. Bro, like, they don't let MMA fighters do that. No, and not. I mean, in the NHL, we had a guy recently have a skate go to his face, and he returned to the game after 75 stitches. But at the end of the day, I mean. That's a that's a little what is that a cut on your skin compared yeah, to this a, isn't, a hit this isn't in the head? a boxing match. No. You can't have a standing eight count when you get knocked no. out. That's crazy. And yeah, I just I don't get it. But I gotta kind of bring us back a little bit. Kind of got a little carried away with the Dolphins for a second there. <laughs> what are you, what are you like your initial thoughts? Who who do you think won the trade? I mean, it's got to be the Jets, realistically, because they got Aaron Rodgers, the number 15 pick this year, and a 170 pick this year. And the Packers got number 13 this year, number 42 this year, 207 this year, 
and then a conditional second round that could turn into a first if Rogers plays sixty five percent for the Jets, which he will if he's healthy. I'm but just... like the fact that you got Rogers and you only move back two picks, realistically, pretty good. You won't really have to worry about him uh, not playing 65% of the snaps when you go out and use that pick to draft one of the best tackles remaining, in theory. Yeah, he's potentially got, what, three, four years left playing? I, I, could, I could see it. A lot of people want to say one to two years, but I mean, if things go well, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers here. We saw what Brady did. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers could do that with some of his hippie stuff. He's, he's... Aaron Rodgers is like a super petty guy as well. I, it wouldn't surprise me if if he played for an extra year, like, longer than Brady, just to prove a point. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> like, do you think that Aaron Rodgers could solidify himself as the greatest quarterback, or no? No, no, no. no. Okay. He's not Oof. winning a Super Bowl with the Jets. Oof. Like, as much as he's great, he just cannot get past the divisional round, it feels like. He's just going to fumble it if he gets to the championship game. And, I mean, look yes. at the hitters he's got to play in the AFC championship game. It's going to be the Bills, it's going to be the Bengals, it's going to be Kansas City, it could potentially be the Chargers or the Jags, I just don't think he's got the mustard for it. And it's like most of those teams, they're still going to meet that even before they even see the AFC Championship, you know what I mean? It's, cause yeah, I, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I just, I don't see them, I mean, I don't see them as of right now as the AFC East division winner, but I will say I need to see what happens with the whole Stephon Diggs thing, because... For some reason, that man has been stirring things up on occasion. Like, is is it a surefire thing that he's a bill this year? Or, like, do you got anything, any idea of what's going on there? I honestly think him and Josh Allen just fell out a little bit because of how the season ended. But I don't think it's, like, that deep. I think it's one of those things where they're going to end up going on a, like, week vacation somewhere, talking it out, and they'll be fine next season. They just... I. You know, when you fight as hard as they fought all season, Josh Allen being injured for a, a large part of the season. I mean, you saw his elbows, right, when they played oh, yeah. the Bengals in the playoffs. Like, he was not okay. Like, no. that was happening all season. It was like, So I think they'll get their issues sorted out. Josh Allen will come back 100%. Stefan Diggs is obviously one of the top receivers in the league. Yeah, I just think it's one of those situations that looks really ugly, uh, and then people put a microscope on it and sometimes look for things that aren't necessarily there, oh, yeah. just to get a story. So I think, I think maybe that that's that's going to be way resolved by the time the season's over. I I, I could see that. I, I'm personally, I I don't think he. I think he's a bill. Like I really do. I I don't see where why he would move. I mean, let's let's realistically speaking here. The only other teams that he can move to have solidified receivers. It's like the Bengals aren't even touching him because honestly, at this point, future-wise, I'd low-key rather have T. Higgins over Stephon Diggs, and that's not even kidding. Like, like, does he want to go play with fucking Derek Carr oh. in, in New Orleans? Does he want to go fucking Why catch we... passes from like some jobber elsewhere? No, you're gonna stay with one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. I mean, would he would he like the realistically? Would he like to catch some passes from Mac Jones asking for a friend? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I would gladly I don't even take think him. Mac Jones's receivers want to take passes from Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Last year, last year, ah, oh my god, we, we're, I can't go into that one, man. That was just <laughs> it was tough, that dude. I'm, I'm still a Mac believer, but I mean, I, he didn't, 
he didn't do good at tackling um Jones though, did he? Dude, Poor Chandler Jones. If Kobe Myers knew what he was doing in the end, my man. <laughs> bro, he wanted he wanted to get traded out, so he just fucking threw that. Bro was him. playing 4D chess while Bill Belichick was still playing checkers. That is what I figured bro, out. It, it was so fucking insane because like I get that you are trying to win the game without going to overtime. But, bro, I'll take my chances against fucking Derek Carr in overtime. I'm going to be real with you. I would have held that shit and got out of bounds. Fuck that. I, yeah, I don't I don't understand that at all, honestly. That was... I'll never forget, because I was watching that... I was watching on, like, a stream, and it was delayed. And I'll never forget. Um, I was like, oh, okay, final place, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, overtime, say less. And then next thing you know, I got, like, a final score notification with them up against us i was oh, like wait pain. what i was like hold on how wait what and then i saw it happen i was like oh dude i literally turned it off after i saw I... mac jones <laughs> get like sent into next week i bro i had to turn it off we, we, we gotta really talk though about the bengals uh patriots game that was a fumble from mac jones let's be real that was that was not an incomplete pass sounds like an incomplete pass to me oh god I'd, I don't know. We got a uh, a fumble call like that against Josh Allen, and it was the exact same thing. Yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, y'all still won. Let, let us have I something. Know, I, I, I was so salty about it, because I can't remember if it was like Thanksgiving or Christmas. It was around Christmas. But we were with like, my girlfriend's family and shit, and I was fucking screaming at the TV, bro. You see, the reason I know it's Christmas is because the Thanksgiving game, for me was when Hunter Henry had a touchdown called back, despite it being a complete pass within the end zone. So yeah, that's a touchdown. That, honestly, like, I understand how for years, to, for years, everyone was like, oh, well, the, the NFL's rigged for the Patriots. But, bro, last year, it did not feel that way. Because there was literally a touchdown in that Raiders game where the dude's foot was still out of bounds. The first foot down wasn't even clearly in the end zone. And they called it a touchdown. Yeah, I don't think it was ever rigged for the Patriots. No. I think what it was is partially Tom Brady, but also Bill Belichick knows the rules better than the refs because these guys are not full-time employees. They've yeah. got other jobs that they have to go to in the offseason. Bill Belichick lives, breathes football, so he will get calls just based on knowing the fucking rules. I'm going to be honest here. Like, maybe this is a little crazy just because there's different rules, per se, so it could get a little confusing. I think it's a little more realistic now, though, that you could technically hire on full-time referees, if you think about it. Because now you have the XFL, the USFL, and a lot of times they kind of they kind of are a little screwy with the rules. In the off-season, these refs should 100%. They should be salaried year-round. Mm -hmm. And in the off-season, they should be attending camps and just, like working on their craft the same as the players do you got at the end of the day these calls are affecting people's livelihoods yeah like i know it's not as serious as like blowing a boxing fight or an mma fight where you could like seriously fuck up a guy's career but like there are things happening where like you could potentially lose a player millions of dollars because you like fucked him on a couple calls so like i think these guys in the off season should just be watching film reviewing calls pointing out bad calls you know, praising for good calls. They should get bonuses when they make good calls. These are legacies on the line at the end of the day, too. And, I mean, I just... It, some of the calls we see are just atrocious. 
and it, it's it's become a problem. I mean, would Brady have his legacy if they didn't get the tuck rule right? Yes, I think so. Because you know that that was an incomplete pass, but you know he might have one less Super Bowl because of that. I I I still think I I don't necessarily think that play like if you look at it, yeah, it technically could have snowballed a dynasty, but I just I I don't know. I still think at the end of the day, if that would have if that would have been ruled a fumble, right? If they would have ruled that a fumble. I, I could still think that the I could confidently sit here and say Brady still gets four rings in New England. I mean, yeah, no, I, I agree that he probably still has a decent yeah. amount. I just think does that yeah. have a butterfly effect? You know? Yeah, nah, yeah, it, it probably does, honestly. Oh man, we we could go honest. We could have a full episode. <laughs> yeah, talking I know. We just we just got so off legacy. Talk about Aaron Rodgers officiating. Oh, I mean. At the end of the day, that guy's got some help too. I mean, come on now. We we, we remember that Hail Mary against the uh the Seahawks. <laughs> like, come on now. That was I, I, I still don't know how to feel about that. The league is in disarray because the fucking refs don't know what a catch is, but then again, no neither do the players or the fans, I feel like at this point. I I can't sit here and tell you confidently that I know what a catch is, just because every single year we apparently it changes. I, I could for me, I guess I could tell you what a catch was six years ago, but that it's probably wrong in 2023. I mean, look at what happened to T. Higgins. Guy oh. got totally fucking robbed of that touchdown because his heels hit out of bounds after he had control and landed. What? Bro, I, I love T. Higgins. Uh, I miss the Bro, idea of... Monster. I miss... In, in my opinion, he is the best 50-50 ball receiver in the league. Like I mean, outside of like a couple tight ends, yeah. Well, yeah. He, but he's also like six four, two twenty. Like he's a big fucking dude. He is a big dude. He really is. Which you just don't think about it because he's so fast. Oh, I know. That dude is on most of my fantasy teams every single year, and I got clowned last year for picking him. They're like, "Why would you pick a wide receiver too?" And I'm like, "I would rather have the wide receiver too and probably the most successful passing game in the league." Than the wide receiver one for a team like the Panthers. That being said, did I also have DJ Moore? Yes, I did. Yes. I always DJ Moore's a monster. I've had DJ Moore on my fantasy teams three years in a row now, and we're going to be making it a fourth this year. And that's the thing with T, though. If you think about it, almost any other team he goes to in the league, he's wide receiver one. I, I could, dude. He came to New England. <sighs> Definitely wide receiver one. Easily, hands down. Tennessee, but, but I mean, easily. E even at the Dolphins, yeah, Tyreek Hill's fast, but he's a better receiver. Yeah. I mean, even if he goes to... I mean, the Vikings, maybe one of the only teams he's not wide receiver one, and that's just because Justin Jefferson's the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, Justin, I agree with that. Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the league. That catch he made last year, holy shit. That, dude, I'll be real here. I love that catch. But there's a little bit of disrespect going on because I see all these posts about some of the greatest catches ever. And know which one I never see on there? I never see the Super Bowl 51 Julian catch Edelman. from Julian Edelman. That's probably, that's got to be top three of all time. That catch, the amount of difficulty that it takes to focus on that ball, and it's like you're barely above the ground. Think about the core strengths you also got to have to be extended like that 
and you're tossing that ball up and you're still coming back down with it and you're having to focus on it that whole time that was crazy that is the control he showed not only in his hands but his body his eye discipline knew he had three guys coming down on top of him and just kept on it and the fact that he let go when it was an inch above the ground and still brought it back in that's nuts ah man we're talking about all these super bowl plays right <laughs> and we will not be talking about aaron Rodgers and most of them because i don't I, I agree i just don't think aaron Rodgers will get it done with the jets and the whole thing for me right is it's just i don't know i still need to do a little more digging i ain't gonna lie and i really gotta see how this draft goes because what's their pass catchers it's it's alan lazard well they got um, gary wilson garrett wilson Brees Hall's a monster, obviously, but he's coming off a big injury. Big injury. Which we, do they have? We, we see guys come back from, but it's just like, it's going to take a minute before he's 100%. And then, like, what? Tyler Conklin? CJ Uzama? I've seen some people talk about Corey Davis, but I'm going to be honest here. As a guy who had to witness Corey Davis as a wide receiver, too, in Tennessee for years, uh, that's not much to talk about. I think you could yeah, find yeah, more serviceable guys in the draft this year. And they probably will take someone that replaces him later on in this draft. They probably should have gone out in free agency and got a guy like DJ Chark or Russell Gage. I know they're both LSU guys, and I'm not pushing an agenda. But, like, for cheap wide receiver twos, I mean, really go wrong. Hey, they went out and they got the dinosaur himself, Randall Cobb. What, what, what more could you want? The fact that they picked up Randall Cobb is insane. That, that's when we knew. That this man was a jet. Let's be honest. Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. I was like, God, fucking damn. I was like, oh, okay. I wonder. Oh, I wonder who could have played with them last year. That that's kind of wild. Not like a quarterback from Green Bay or something named Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. Like, bring bring back fucking Jordy Nelson at this point. Like, oh, I know. I mean, he 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 he'd come back. Honestly, he can take the Braxton Berrios role in New York. Was he now fucking eight hundred years old? Uh, probably. I think it's around there. It's so crazy, though. Georgie Nelson doesn't, like, it feels like forever ago to me. And I guess maybe it's because it is coming up on forever ago, to be honest. Like, he's been out of the league, what, four years? That's, I mean, if you, let me, let me look here. All right, let me, let me look. I'm looking this up right now. And Georgie Nelson, for, like, the peak, the height of his career, really ended in... I mean, yeah. I mean, 2018, he didn't have a bad year at all. He had 63 receptions, 739 yards, and three touchdowns. That's pretty good for a guy who was, at that point, ancient. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he had been in the league for 10 years at that point. And I mean, you, you know, I, that's not bad. It just, that's five years ago. Oh, my God. That just hit Yeah, me. time goes. Time goes quick, man. <sighs> Wow, okay, wow, okay. So, speaking of time, Aaron Rodgers, you said you think he has about four years in him? Three, four years? Essentially five if he's just trying to pay. Okay, I I get it, I get it. I think you look at it, right, and everyone's automatically like, well, the Jets, or no, a lot of people are talking about how the Packers fleeced the Jets because at the end of the day, they just got a rental. But I mean... Maybe it's wrong of me to write him off so soon. But how can I not consider Jordan Love a rental at this point in time? Because they got to re-up his contract, right? Yeah, I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure this is the... 
fourth year on his deal, I believe. I believe he got, he got drafted the same year as Joe Burrow, and right, and it's a contract year for Joe Burrow. Yeah, that then yes, that's, that's wild. They're so, gonna pay him peanuts, you know. You could, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers though plays sixty five percent of the snaps, you have two first round picks next year, which is enough to get you into the Caleb Williams. Potentially Drake May, maybe Quinn Ewers sweepstakes. Because I, I, I'm not saying Quinn Ewers is like at this moment in time, like for sure first round guy. But that I, I like Quinn Ewers personally. I, 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 I hate him. You, you hate him? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, hate, I, I like him. It's the, it's the whole sidearm shit he does. Like yeah. mechanically, he's a mess. Like yeah, he can sling it, but. So can Trey Lance, and Trey Lance is not an NFL-level QB. I don't even so want to like... talk about the mechanics for Trey Lance, because everyone talks about how it's like, oh, well, Trey Lance, he's been in the league now for all this time, and like he could have learned. It's like, I don't know what you can learn when you've been injured your entire career, basically. Bro, Purdy clears. Purdy clears him. Dude, I'm, I, I do enjoy me some Brock Purdy. I will not lie, but I don't think I'm as high as him on him as many others. I, I've seen the, some the lists. The problem with Lance is he's been in the league a couple years now, and he still hasn't fixed his passing mechanics. Like, he still pigeon-toes almost every throw. It limits his power immensely. Oh, yeah. If bro is worth three first-round picks, then I, I'm afraid to see what Caleb, Willi- Caleb Williams is worth. Like, I think Drake May clears him as well. I, I completely agree. I, I really do. I, although, I'm not, like, 100% sure that Drake May... Like, he's he's eligible, but there is... There's no telling that he actually um, declares. I mean, he's only... He's a, he's, he's a first overall pick. Oh, yeah. Potentially. I think so. I, I agree. It's just... I don't know. It, it just depends on that UNC team. It, dude, our schedule this year is tough. Who have you got? So, for the UNC schedule, it's not necessarily... I mean, it is partially who we got, but it's more of like when we play them, right? Yeah. So we start off the year, we play a pretty hot South Carolina team in South Carolina. Our nah, defense you're, you're is gonna not smash good. Him. Rattler is not the guy, bro. I agree, but they they just they ended off the season so pretty well. So it's like I'm a little like rattled, <laughs> rattled Rattler. Anyways, <laughs> App State week two. We remember what happened last year. That game was crazy. 60 plus points. Dude, I almost went to that game. I almost went. I felt like that game exclusively happened. I feel like everyone took the game off until the fourth quarter. Ah, bro. I was was watching that thing. But that's just because I'm a weirdo who likes UNC football, sadly. Um, Uh, They're a good team, man. We play Minnesota. Okay. All right. We We play Pittsburgh. And then it's followed up by we play Syracuse at home. We play, we play Miami at home. We play Virginia at home. And then it's like, we then, I mean, we play Georgia Tech, which I know. It's, it's, it's Georgia Tech, man. I'm scared. But we, they did beat us last way. year. They, they beat us last year. And uh, yikes. But here's what stinks. To end off the year, after all that, we, our last three games of the year, we play Duke at home, Clemson away, and NC State away. I really want you to smash Clemson to bits, like genuinely. I want to smash Clemson to bits. I'm so sick of Dabo Sweeney. I hope you guys demolish them. See, 
I, I hope so too, because this will Great help May, plenty of seven, agendas. Seven touchdowns, 500 yards, no See, picks. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I was hoping for in the Oregon game. But that field was atrocious. We want to talk about bad fields. Did you yeah. see the conditions of that? It's so, like someone played rugby on it like the night before. It, it was disgusting. And I'm still heartbroken by that because we choked. Oh, man. I, I need college football back in my life immediately. Bro, I watched the LSU spring game this Sunday. I've never been more fucking hyped for a season. Speaking of spring games, did you see the uh, Nico's throw for the orange and white game for UT? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Nico. <laughs> Overall, it wasn't like the greatest, but man, that throw, that one throw he had was beautiful. And then, of course, I, there's Arch Manning. I'm going I'm to I'm need you to watch the, uh, the LSU game because I don't know what happened, but Jaden Daniels, wild. He started throwing the ball. Ooh. Oh, okay. Are you telling me, uh, is there something you need to tell us about uh, LSU this season? <laughs> I think we're making the playoffs. I think we could potentially win a national championship with the team we've got. Okay, okay. I'm not even like being bold. This just this is sort of what happens. We hire a new coach. We win a we win a national championship within like the first three years of the coach being there. After about year six, everyone hates the coach and he leaves, and we repeat the process. We get a national (laughs) championship every six or so years, and then we fold, and then (laughs) we get good again. I know you're probably not going to want to talk about this, but I still have not recovered from the FSU-LSU game of last year. That was crazy. I wanted to fucking kill myself. I was just distraught. But (sighs) if you watch the Alabama game later in the year, we learned our lesson about going for fucking kicks to tie games, and we fucking beat Alabama on a fucking two-point conversion. That was was awesome. I love that. Uh, I was at my girlfriend's sister's wedding, bro. Like, everyone's dancing, having a good time. I'm huddled over my phone, fucking sweating. <laughs> I'll actually... And then my, my bro calls me from Death, Death Valley right afterwards. He's in Louisiana, and he's like, fuck these hoes, fuck Alabama. <laughs> we beat these pussies down. I was like, bro, next year's our year, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I, you, dude, that was, that was a big win. Dude, a lot of people... I've, I've been seeing some people a little worried about what they saw at the Alabama... Uh, spring game because apparently that offense yeah they look trash they're yeah. going like they're going like seven and five this year dude you're not even the first person i've seen to say that like it's a serious concern i see man you just need to not let georgia hang 50 on us in the fucking sec championship game Whew. that georgia team i'm I, I don't even know it's like Every single, I think the past, what, two, three years now, it's like, oh, well, they've had a lot of guys leave on defense. Like, oh, man, there's going to be a little regression. I, I don't even know if I want to say that this year because them dogs. Um, I'm, I, I'm not saying nothing about Georgia uh-uh. until we play them. <laughs> Dude, I'm not even going to say nothing about Georgia. That, that They do not rebuild. They reload, man. That is, it is scary what they're doing out there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. They looked great. So. Speaking of some scary things going on this year, we've had some uh, some scary stories come out about your boy C.J. Stroud. And I say your boy, uh, which is crazy because I know you're not the biggest Ohio State guy, are you? I am a certified Ohio State hater. So for, for someone to be defending a guy like C.J. Stroud who cannot stand Ohio State, 
that tells you something. So what, what, give me a little bit of your thoughts on this whole ordeal. So first of all, there's that like C2 test or whatever it's called. And it's a bullshit test just for starters because it's a test they use for like fucking law enforcement and other such nonsense. Um, then obviously it came out that you got the lowest score, which then the creator of the test said, no, this is the highest scoring group of quarterbacks they've ever had. Um, and I think that I think there's a lot of agendas being pushed, but it could potentially be from a team. Like you, we teams do this every single year. They'll they'll push agendas about a guy in hopes that he'll fall to them. Like the Laramie Tunsil shit when that happened. That was crazy. You know, there was potentially that was potentially the Dolphins doing that themselves just to get him to fall. Like teams do this all the time. Um, but I just think CJ Stroud is miles ahead of Bryce Young and everything he's going to need to do at the NFL level. He reads the field better. He's obviously a better passer. The only thing he doesn't do is he doesn't like to use his legs, but in the NFL, that's not going to be as much of a problem. See, me personally, I do think, I think Young is a better decision maker personally, but I cannot argue about the accuracy. CJ yeah, Stroud CJ is the Stroud most is accurate quarterback in this year's draft. Period. Like the only problem is... is, do you believe in the Ohio State curse on quarterbacks? I mean, do I believe in somewhat of a Alabama curse? And we can't say Jalen Hurts beat that because at the end of the day, Boomer Sooner, in my opinion, AJ, AJ McCarron is the best quarterback to ever play for Alabama, bro, <laughs> in the league. Like, let's be real, dude. But didn't he uh set the record in the XFL for 19 passing touchdowns in a season? Yeah, and the XFL is kind of stupid because they're not doing it by best records. So um, they're just doing it by who won the division. So a four and I think a four and six team made the playoffs, but a seven and three Battlehawks didn't. This is just crazy. <laughs> that might fucking finish that league off. To be honest, shit like that is just stupid. That is kind of goofy. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we we've seen a little bit of that, but I mean. Dolphins fans can tell you a little more on that when that, that's just that's just the talent of the NFL though. Which I actually saw a little something that was kind of interesting recently on Twitter where people were talking about is an expansion team or two needed in the NFL? Because it's getting to the point, like you look at the running back situation, there are plenty of serviceable guys in this league. Clearly. We we've we've seen what they did in Carolina. I, I think you've got to really, right? Add at least two teams or at least. I know that XFL's kinda of like gearing up to be this like feeder league, but like you've gotta add more teams. There's so much talent. We can see in the XFL, guys like Josh Gordon and Philip Lindsay are absolutely destroying and like they could still be playing at an NFL team. That whole Josh Gordon thing to this day makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> Yeah, the the dude like instead of receiving help because he like he was taking weed instead of painkillers, which like mentally that's the right choice, probably the right choice for your body as well. Opiates are terrible, but the league just had super regressive policies. If he if he stayed, let's just say he stayed clean, and I hate using that word for weed because I don't think it's necessarily like a bad thing, but like if he had even had help to just like stay off of the substance of abuse things genuinely think he could have been like a top 10 beaver of all time dude he could have been he could have been special 
It, it was so good. He was insane. You know what's funny? Um, when he became a Patriot, I actually turned around and I immediately bought his jersey, which means I have the greatest outfit every single year on April 20th. That's all I'm going to yes. say. Yes. Period. <laughs> I don't know. I could see an expansion league team, but do you agree that it could be a foreign team? Or are you against this? So I know there's like a lot of talk about like London uh, getting a franchise. Um, someone who was born and raised in London. Um, I don't think it's a good idea because you're at the point now. Everyone in London already has a team. When you go to watch the NFL in the UK, you will see. 32 different colored NFL jerseys. Everyone's got a team. So to send a team over there that realistically as an expansion team are going to be cheeks for at least five years. Like it's only really now that the Jags are sort of finding their foot in after what was kind of a fluke, fluke year with Blake Bortles in 2018. Shouts to Stefan Gilmore. Um, you know, it's. I just don't think it works. I think the best thing to do is either Canada or Mexico now, I know obviously there's like safety concerns or whatever about Mexico. Um, but I think even if you just put a team in St. Louis, St. Lu the XFL, St. Louis are filling out like 38,000 seats a week for a spring league, which is insane. So there's clearly a market for football in St. Louis. Um, and then north of the border in Canada, teams like, like Toronto. You know, the CFL is massive there. Like, teams like Toronto, Saskatchewan, BC, there is a lot of cities out there that's ready for football. You'd need to build a bigger stadium, for sure, because these, these CFL stadiums are only seating, like, 20,000 people. But there's clearly a market for football there. There's a market for football in so many states. I don't think it's wise to go abroad unless you set up, like xfl teams in these things as like an nfl eu v2 kind of thing yeah i i completely honestly i i agree with that because another thing what's i just don't under i don't know about the sustainability of a team overseas as well because how much a team is going to travel that's going to cause issues in the scheduling let's be honest here no one's going to want to do that Obviously, they're gonna have to, cause like I mean, that's how the like we know works, the but... we know the problems Hawaii has, and I understand that they're like a group of five team, so like they're not gonna have the resources an NFL team's got, but like you're gonna tell a group of like already millionaires, hey, you've got to move across the globe, six hour time difference, potentially away from your families bunch of shit with visas and all of that not a lot of people are going to go for that but at least in canada it, it's close and and same goes for like st louis teams like st louis deserves a team i think probably vancouver there are they yeah there's canada? so many cities that need teams that are in at least this region i just and like i said everyone's already got a fucking team in the uk they're happy with the games they get every year yeah sure some people would like a team but i don't think it's practical at this this point in time i think the best they're gonna get is if like the xfl does an eu league where they just fill it with eu players and use that as a feeder it's the only thing that i can see works because you know there is football leagues all over europe there's the efl the european football league um Italy, the Netherlands, France, Germany, they all have like semi-professional leagues with like a lot of American talent. 
But I, yeah, for an NFL team, I just don't think it makes any sense. And like, I was big on London getting a franchise, but like, I like when you think about it, I just, you know, like I said, everyone's got a team. So like, to then sell them out week after week, I just, I just don't think it happens. And if it did, everyone in the stands would just have like Jags jerseys on and shit anyway. But like, yeah, I just, I just don't think there's the infrastructure there either. I, I know that there's a, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium where they have the two fields that they can cycle in and out in a matter of hours. But yeah, I just, I, I don't see it happening. And if it does, at least first, you've got to give places like St. Louis a team because they're crying out for football. They, you see them, they fill out a fucking stadium every week. There's no other XFL team putting, you know, 40,000 asses in seats every year. So that's a place that clearly needs football before the UK or Germany or any of these other international destinations. But Canada makes sense because it's close. I think also, like, the novelty of just the exhibition games over there and overseas, like in Germany, we have the game in Mexico, we have the game in England. Like, I, I think that's just kind of something that's special to look forward to as well. Yeah. And uh, as we've talked about, a lot of these fans have already, like, they've already got their allegiance with some team. They're going to pull up with their Jaguars jerseys. They're going to pull up with their Chargers jerseys. I, I've heard, like, the Titans have a pretty good following out there. And then, of course, apparently one of the biggest teams out in Germany, Patriots. They, they apparently have one of the biggest German followings in the league. But it's... Oh, yeah, it's huge. It's, it's, and it's not like now where you see, like, you know, Americans, there'd be like, oh, we've got the Arsenal fan club. And it's just contained within that single pub where they all watch football um, in, like, Chicago or whatever. Like, yeah. There are there are serious massive fan bases like you 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 interact with a lot of us British content creators you yeah. see online there's these giant fan bases there's like Arrowhead abroad which is like twenty thousand Twitter followers of just all Chiefs fans from Europe it's it's giant over there but people have their allegiances if you then go in there and be like oh by the way we're bringing you an expansion team so you're gonna have to deal with fucking I don't know. Jameis Winston throw into like some washed up guy from like on his on his twelfth year in the NFL. People aren't gonna go for that. I think we could get away with one more team in each each division. And then after that, I don't know. I mean, seventeen and seventeen being on numbers is kind of kind of stinky. But I mean, they they figure it out. I I believe it. But, but like, even if you just added, a say, St. Louis and. You added a team from like, like Salt Lake Kentucky. City, Kentucky, yeah, or Salt Lake City. You added two teams in in the U.S. Obviously, it's a massive undertaking to get these franchises underway. It's a massive multi-billion-dollar deal, but like there are more. I think I'm not gonna say deserving because obviously there's diehard fans all over the world, but like these cities need teams. Like, like I said, St. Louis. Salt Lake City, these places need teams and I think they need them before the league goes abroad. And at the end of the day, who's going to complain about more football? Let's be real here. Like, I mean, I say not me, but like once the playoffs are wrapping up, I'm like, I'm fucking done. <laughs> like, I just need a week off. For me, I, I don't know, man. I, I lose. I've been losing sleep over this draft. I'm not even going to lie. Like, Oh, I've, I've put in... You you send the guide. I've put oh, yeah. in a lot of hours, but put in like, a lot of work. It, it gets a lot. Like 
towards the end of it, when I was on like my last 20 guys, I was like, I fucking hate this shit so much. I'm excited to do more for that next year and be really I'm involved. excited to have it divvied up uh, between position groups between us. Because I feel like the fact that I was scouting all over the place was just so nuts. Something I'm actually... I actually want to talk about this because I've seen you. Uh, I've seen your uh, thoughts on a very interesting name, Tanner McKee. Uh, look, Jack's obsessed with him. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, Jack. Of he course, is Tanner, Tanner McKee, Trufa. I don't, I don't know if I see it. Like he's you good, yeah, it. but I don't know if I put, I rate him as highly as Jack does. So, all right, would you? This, okay, I'm trying to think. If you were to, if you were like. When do you think we're going to see Tanner McKee get drafted? What round? Fourth or fifth, I reckon. Fourth or fifth? I, I could see that. I, I, I reckon he ends up with, like, the Patriots or oh, well, the hold Colts on now. <laughs> or something like that. I reckon he's going to go to a team who may be uh, a bit shaky. Oh, no, you guys have got Zap, right? Zappy? So, we no, probably Bailey not. Zappy. But, like, he could end up at a team where they're, like, not protect particularly quarterback needy, but, like, would like an extra pair of uh, hands in the building. Speaking of uh, quarterbacks and just interesting quarterback scenario situations, because we've talked about CJ Stroud and just yeah, all the BS surrounding him. Let's be honest mm-hmm. here. Like a lot of this. No one's talking about the fact that Bryce Young was weighing in at like hundred and fifty pounds oh, until I... until the combine. I I really like. I see. I I I'm a Bryce Young believer despite his size. I really am because for me it's one A one B. But me personally, I've been drinking a bit of a Kool Aid. I've been sipping that punch. Don't say it. Personally, I'm taking Anthony Richardson before I'm taking CJ Stroud, depending on my scenario. Like, if I'm the Texans, I'm taking Anthony Richardson before I'm taking CJ Stroud. So I feel like CJ Stroud, you could plug him in, right? I just don't think they have what it takes. For, to elevate a guy like Stroud, you know what I mean. I feel like Stroud. You got you got to sit Richardson for like a year. I, I mean, I think you could put start him day one. The his mo- and it's crazy to say, but his athleticism, what it brings to a team, a red zone offense under Anthony Richardson, could be very interesting because it wasn't. It wasn't the film wasn't the most beautiful of things it's getting them to the red zone that's the problem though yeah that that is the problem but i mean i don't know it's like i think richardson's a cult personally see that scares me shane steichen we saw what he did with jalen hurts if he could do that with anthony richardson oh my god oh oh my god I don't. I, even I wanna... don't. I don't know if he's quite Jalen Hurts' talent. Well, I know he, that. Like, I yeah, just... he's got a rocket arm, but so's Will Levis, and Will Levis is trash too. I see. I think I'm. I'm a firm believer in a lot of these guys. It's very situational, right? And I think Will. For me, I think Will Levis has been a cult since 365 days ago, bro. I really do. I, I don't know what it is, but I just. I'm dead set in this belief, and something that I think is just absolutely crazy i'm i'm st- i talked about it in the last episode because on our mock in my mock draft i had will anderson going to the houston texans yeah but that's the ryan type guy i'm just not entirely but you know what as steven a says 
but I'm just not sold. I, I'm just not <laughs> sold on it. And it's one of those things like Will Anderson is, in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinion, this isn't some like hot take or anything, the best defensive player in this draft, period. Like, yeah, I don't think that's up for debate. That is really. not up for debate, really. So I get it. I, I get it. But, but, we talk about positional value. And I, I just feel like, I'm not sold that Anthony Richardson isn't a Texan. Do I have any reason to believe this? Not really. My two, actually, okay, I have two reasons. Two reasons. One, we talk about smoke all the time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We talk about those smoke screens. And as the old saying goes, whatever you're hearing now, it's because they want you to hear it. And I'm Do you not, not think they trade back and get him, though? Because I think taking him that early is a bit of a mistake. I don't think he makes it out of the top 10. I think if any QB is to slide out of the top 10, it would be CJ Stroud, despite all, despite all it. And it's not even one of those things that I thought that while That's the reports were coming old, out. You know. I didn't, even, dude, a month ago, I was doing mock drafts and I had him falling to the Titans at 11. And the only reason I'm really thinking this, I just, someone's bound to fall. Someone is going to make it out of the top 10. Could I tell it's you? It's crazy who? you mentioned the Texans because Liam, Liam made the great point of like, Anthony Richardson would be a fairly good fit in Tennessee. Dude, you see, I thought about that unless, too. Unless Tannehill drops off a cliff, you've got a year or two to develop this guy. See, me personally, I also just, because here's the thing. I love the idea of Anthony Richardson in Tennessee, but I do have some questions. And I'm a Mike Rabel defender through and through. I've defended this man since he lost in England, going for a two-point conversion against the Chargers. Everyone in Tennessee wanted this man out of here. I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten that at all. I live in Tennessee. I have to listen to the sports radio that goes on all the time. They were calling for his head after that game. And I said, give him time. Give him a second. He's going to take you there. And he has taken them much further than we would have seen most coaches with the time. But, right, he paid Brian Tannehill into like a $140 million contract. That's insane. But I question their ability to develop quarterbacks. And that only reason I think that is because we haven't seen it. And I, I guess it would be unfair of me to judge this make this assessment off of how they handled uh, Malik Willis. But how they handled the Malik Willis situation was horrible. He should have never even seen the field last year. No, he he was a guy who hundred percent had to be developed. He, the the fact that he saw the field, and then you had to pull him because obviously he wasn't ready. We knew he wouldn't be ready day one. No one did, but you then had to pull him for a guy like Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Think what does that do to a young guy? Like, come on. I, I don't even want to know what was going through Malik Willis's head. Obviously, there's some who could use this as motivation to improve. For other people, this could be absolutely brutal. I'm not here to tell you how an athlete thinks. At the end of the day, I am not an athlete. So, you rattle a quarterback's confidence. You kill his game. I just look at, I mean, and obviously confidence is a big part of a QB's game. Look at Mac Jones. 
Look at what happened mm-hmm. in New England. You can't tell me that wasn't a confidence thing. So I, yeah, I'm just, 100%. I'm just not sold that the Titans could develop a quarterback. So I also don't think that they're in the running at all for a QB in this year's draft. You don't think at 11? Honestly, at 11, if there's a QB on the board at 11 and I was the GM, I'm trading back. I'm looking if a team like the Commanders with a new owner made the call and were like, "Hey, I'm trying to make a I'm trying to make a splash. I'm trying to get these people a quarterback. Let me move up. I'll give you this yeah. pick. I'll give you a second for next year. Shoot, I'll throw in a 6 or a 5th for next year too. I'll I'll give you some good they should stuff. Should ride with Heineke. I don't give a shit. I love that. Dude. Well, Heineke's on Falcons now. I know. That's why I'm they sad. Should, oh, they should have. Okay. I see what she's meaning now. See, I'm a, I also still think Sam Howell could be a guy. I'm a Sam Howell truther, but at the end of the day, if a guy like Stroud fell to 11, yeah, I'm calling. I'm making I mean, that you call. Got I think the Titans at that point could get more out of it the, because they need draft capital. They have only six picks this year, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, they are only That's at cool. six picks. And. Get this. So if they were to like trade up or something, right? They'd be throwing to Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook Aquina, Kyle Phillips, Racy McMath, and Mason Kinsey, right? You're gonna back my boy Racy. That's LSU gold right there. Your running back is turning thirty years old this year, by the way. Derek Henry's not a Titan next year. Like, I just it's one of those things. I I don't think they're in a position to where they could plug in a quarterback like a rookie and see any success. I think they need to move back and obtain capital. So, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, especially if Vrabel can get, like, at least some assurances that they won't can him if he, if he fucking blows this year. But, like, he's like, hey, just let me move back, get some capital for next year's draft. We're probably going to suck. Get rid of Derrick Henry. You could probably fetch a third or a fourth for him. I know he's old, but he's also Derrick Henry. Like, yeah, you might. He might just have to rebuild and just say to the owners, like, "Hey, give me another year. I need to rebuild this shit." They need to blow it up. Honestly, if I'm Tennessee, I'm selling the farm. As bye bye Derrick Henry. Um, bro. The second the new season begins, because uh, after the June sixth, I believe. Ryan Tannehill's dead cap changes to like six mil. I'm getting him out of here. Bye bye. Or I'm looking for someone to take him. I'm I'm blowing yeah. it up. I really am. I'm I'm Yeah, that's that's kind of insane to be honest. You've kind of got to start again. It's I just it's not a good roster. And it's because of bad drafting. You drafted guys with broken backs. And I just I don't know. Speaking of Tennessee teams though. Speaking of Tennessee teams, let's. Uh, what are your thoughts on the idea of Hendon Hooker going round one? Insane, insane. Could you see it happening? He wasn't even the best quarterback on the roster in Tennessee last year. Like, yeah, Tennessee had some big games, but like, I don't think he's an NFL guy. Awesome. And then the age, the injuries. I don't think we've given enough respect to a guy around him like Cedric Tillman. We can talk about Jalen Hyatt, yes. But at the end of the day, that scheme was nasty. 
what they got going on over there. Josh Heupel has figured it out, and I like Jalen Hyatt. He's a fantastic athlete, but I think at the end of the day, Hyatt falls, and I think Cedric Tillman will go before Jalen Hyatt in this year's draft. I do. You think? I think so. I think Cedric Tillman brings more to a football field than Jalen Hyatt. He's a lot more versatile. I think this... Yeah, Jen Hyatt's kind of small. I mean, in the NFL, yeah, he's fast, but he's pretty much restricted to the slot. I know he could play outside in college, but he's... everyone's bigger. He's fast, and he's kind of restricted to the slot, and he's not even the best slot guy in this year's draft. It's like, you his, look at it. His, his very top ceiling is basically Tyler Boyd. He's like a great receiver, but like he's a slot guy. I'm looking at slot guys. People are tied to it. Josh Downs. That dude is better over the middle of the field. He creates separation better. Josh Downs, he's the man. You look at Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? Most of his production, some of the best of his production at some points in his career came out of the slot. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying he's tied to the slot whatsoever. I'm just saying he's someone who's produced in a slot role. And honestly, I'm not even, I'm I'm not convinced that Jalen Hyatt's better than a guy like Marvin Mims. I don't think he's better than Keishon Butte, but that's an entirely different conversation. I don't even know what, what's going on with him, man. I like zero clue at this point. It is <laughs> you, you know the story that like people <sighs> spread, right? I've I've heard the story. I'm just like I'm confused. It's I I'm I'm confused. The story was the story went though that it was it was him and Cortez Hankton macking uh one of the like academic coaches from LSU. But the caveat to the story was this is only true if Cortez Hankton gets released after the Purdue game. He's still our wide receivers coach. And I have it on credible authority. I'm not going to name, but I know some boosters for LSU. Is that the only reason he didn't come back is because if he did, he would potentially miss four to six games due to academic violations. Mm. All right. And he's got a kid now, so he needs to put food on the table. Um, You're not doing that particularly well with NIL deals. So I just think it made more sense for him to say, like, look, I'm not going to hurt my draft stock even more than I already have by missing potentially half a season, potentially a whole season if he can't get his grades up. So that that's what I choose to believe because that's what I've been told from credible sources, but I also know how it looks given the situation. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to be that guy who sits here and is like, oh, well, who's your source? Because clearly you, you've kind of, like, you never, like, you, you gave us a little bit of index. But like, you, you can't go, you can't just expose someone. So I'm not going to see here. I, I kind of believe it. That makes sense. It really does. And I mean, yeah, the whole family thing. Yeah, it's not like a thing? scandalous story, but like the whole threesome thing just came out at like a really fucking weird time. A lot of things came out at a weird time. The whole Jalen Carter thing was just crazy. A Literally whole just... weird story. First... And he looked terrible as pro day. Oh, I know. Which, what do you think? Do you think he falls? You think, you think I, I feel like he's still a top 10 guy, but where does he go? I think the, the furthest he's going to fall is top 15, right? He's so good. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, as a Patriots fan, if he was available at 14, I would want Jalen Carter. I just, I have, the thought hasn't crossed my mind because I don't think he'll be at 14. Yeah, a lot, a lot of this stuff's weird because especially when draft season comes around, you hear a lot of stories, you don't know who to believe. I know, it's hard. It, it's really hard to, like, kind of sift through all the shit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, th- there's so many smoke screens and so much misinformation. You really don't know what's going on until a couple of days after the draft. 
And that's exactly why NFL draft season is one of my favorite seasons. Like, it's the best. Who are you, like, really pushing for, though, for the Patriots? Gotta be receiver, right? Okay, this is gonna be crazy. We all know my Zay Flowers agenda. And I love Zay. In my opinion, mm. he I, I stated this last episode, he is my wide receiver one this year. And I'll take that to my grave. I, I will. I love him. But... I like I want him. I really do. But at the 14th overall pick, the only two other guys I'd be a-okay with the Patriots taking. If somehow, like I know it's not like it's an exciting pick, but Dijon Robinson. And at first, I shot I shot this down immediately. Like, oh well, we we got my boy Big Steve. We got you my. You know I hate first round running backs. Oh, I mean rightfully so. And there's the whole or, or, or argument over positional value. But here's my whole thing. Positional value is thrown out the window for generational talents. And B. John True. Robinson is a generational talent. And True. possibly he is the best running back prospect we've seen since Saquon Barkley. And one of the few guys that I'm taking still with him is like my boy Kenneth Walker. which. I stayed in the last episode, one of the few running backs in college football in the last two years that has had like more yards after contact than B. John Robinson was Kenneth Walker. So Yeah, true, true. The 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 thing that kind of see, this is a lot of like Bengals fans right now. They're like, we should take Jimmy Gibbs at twenty eight. And I'm like, fucking no. Like why? We've got so many other more needs. Like we don't know what's happening with Joe Mixon for a start. Yeah, we lost P Ryan, but we could replace him with, like, not the same type of player at all, but a guy like Tajay Spears would be great. We're going to circle back to that in a second, actually, because I wanna, okay. I'm going to, I'm actually, I have something to talk about that. I'm glad you brought that up. But the other guy I'm really pushing for in New England, Nolan Smith out of Georgia. If the Patriots call up Nolan Smith, Dijon Robinson, or Zay Flowers, Lord help Twitter, because I will be blowing it up. Y'all are going to have to put me on mute for 24 hours. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. You're going to hear me cry. You're going to hear me scream. You're going to hear me I'm gonna shout. I'm going to have notifications on for you just before the Patriots pick. I'm pretty sure I'm at like 2,200 tweets currently. I might shoot up to 2,400, maybe 3,000 tweets. Just, uh, just on that one pick. Just if it's Zay Flowers, because I've been talking about my boy Zay Flowers for over a year now. I, dude, that's been my guy forever. And the only reason that is is because I'm an absolute weirdo who loves the ACC. I am here to test SEC elitists all day. I understand. Like, I'm not here to say SEC isn't the best conference in college football. It is. But the whole idea that that there is, like, no, like, the talent drop-off between the SEC and then it's, like, like, the SEC and the Big Ten, to say that, for me, is just, I think it's crazy. I, I really do. I think, once again, SEC, it is the best. It is premier. But to say there's just that it just absolutely tramples the talent in these other conferences. I mean, who who's like the consensus number one receiver this year? He he doesn't play in the SEC. Shoot, True. the wide receiver two doesn't even play in the SEC. Neither does wide receiver I mean, three. Unless, I mean, but we got like the biggest thing that you're always going to get in the SEC is the defense, yeah. and it's not purely just because they're the most athletic guys, but like the way. 
just take Saban, for example. The exotic packages he trots out there are so close to NFL that you've got guys are ready to plug and play week one. They already know the schemes. And, I mean, I completely understand the whole thing about, like, Big 12 defense. I mean, they don't play defense out there. You know what I mean? Did you see the Oklahoma <laughs> Pro Day score? A game. Dude, yeah, it was ridiculous. That was so funny. And, of course, it's a spring game. Like, I, I'm not going to take it too much to heart, but it is pretty funny. Um, But, yeah, Nolan Smith, Zay Flowers, B. John Robinson. I low-key totally blanked. I started staring off into the sunset. Even though at the time we're recording this, that sun has well passed. Oh yeah, it's like half eleven here. Whoops. So <laughs> we're gonna circle back to what you said about Jameer Gibbs, actually. So for sure, I saw a tweet earlier. Do you know the Twitter account NFL Rookie Watch? Yeah. What What are your thoughts? You 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 think? I mean, at the end of the day, like. Like what we hear is what we they're what they want us to hear at the end of the day, but it's like yeah. Would would I wouldn't say it's like the most reliable, but are, are you someone that that takes you take them serious? I it's one of those things where it's like just because you you're not really sure who their sources are, you kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt. But yeah, like, generally fairly like decent takes. They're not like you know they're not doing like Theo ass shit where they're like intentionally baiting people with poor takes, but like. Some of the stuff is a little bit suspect. So the tweet I'm referring to here, there's one where they're talking about how multiple NFL scouts and league executives reportedly believe that there is no way Jameer Gibbs makes it out of the first round. And they also are saying that there's not a significant gap between Bijan and Gibbs, which I think is false. But Yeah, Bijan's by far the best he's, guy. He's him. They're saying... That there's no way that Gibbs make it out of the first round. And one thing they bring up is that the only top 30 visit he had was with the Buccaneers. Do you think a guy like Jameer Gibbs sneaks into the first round? Potentially, but like... The trends are against him. He's not going anywhere in the top 25. Like It's no. going to be one of the back-end teams picking him. And, you know, guys like the Chiefs are constantly... Isaiah Pacheco, for example, yeah, he didn't hit a 1,000 yards, but he had over 900, and he was a fucking killer all season. You can get talent anywhere in the draft, so I think Jameer Gibbs probably... If he if if, he, if the Bengals draft him, I'm going to be so fucking pissed off. <laughs> um, the only really, like, place I could see him going is, let's say we live in a world where the Falcons make the mistake of taking Bijan at the eighth overall pick. And that sounds crazy, taking Bijan a mistake. Like, it's not, like, the most detrimental thing, but I just, personally, I disagree with it. But that's not the point. Let's say Bijan is gone at the eighth overall pick. Eagles make their pick at 10. Here they are all these picks later, 30th overall pick. They could take a guy like Jameer Gibbs. I mean, they, they have such a, they have so much, and riches that they could they could take a guy like Gibbs if he is the for sure RB two in this draft. I, I could see it, but other than that, nope. I don't I think they kind of lost so much on defense though. They kind of have to reload there. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, on defense in in this world in this scenario, my only guys in the top ten like looking at corners, Cardinals. There's a real chance the Cardinals go corner. There's a real chance the Lions go corner. There's a real chance. The Raiders go corner. There's a real chance 
I mean, the Falcons go corner. There's a real chance the Falcons go corner. I think they... the Steelers go corner too. Yeah. So it's one of those things. I mean, I just think it's like, at the end of the day for me, my two guys, of course, Devon Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, I, I'm as basic as it is. I do think those are the two best corners in this year's draft. Yeah, I don't think you can even argue against that. Like, Gonzalez very clearly number one, and Witherspoon's very close. See, I'm a Witherspoon number one guy, but I that's, get it. That's that, that's that ACC talking, right? Yeah, yeah, my ACT, my GPA, that 2.9 out of high school, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, What is it? Oh, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. Tennessee public education system at its finest. Anyways, though. Um, <laughs> I just, I can't, I, the, they need a corner, and I just, I don't know, they wouldn't be, I don't think they'd have the guy available at 10, unless the the board, like, there's a chance. Like, at one point, there were people talking about, like, oh, like, Christian Gonzalez t- falling to 14. Dude, as much as I, I love it. I think it, anyone you take, though, at, like, corner this year is just going to be a disappointment because of the two top corners who went last year. I think Witherspoon and Gonzalez, I don't think... I don't think either. I think, okay. I think Withers. I think they could both make a run for defensive rookie of the year. Possibly, if let's say Witherspoon goes to the Lions and he is to lock up the man Justin Jefferson like twice. Is it gonna happen? Probably not. I've only ever seen one guy lock up Justin Jefferson. I'm gonna be completely real with you. And wasn't it Darius Slay? No, no. It's fucking Stingley. Derek Singley? Hey. At LSU. He's the only guy I've ever seen. He's the only guy I've seen lock up JJ and Chase. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's just one of like, things. Obviously, Chase is nice with it, but Justin's roots are crazy. That guy runs the silkiest shit I've ever seen. He is insane. He's been my wide receiver one. Like, I mean, that's not even like a hot take, obviously. I sound like Captain Obvious over here. But yeah, he he is the best route runner in the league. Dude's insane. You pair that with great hands and decent speed, then like, what's the point of even trying to guard him? You might as well just let him get free on every play. It'll do less damage. I know it's, but it's just yeah. Once again, I could see either of them in the running of the defense rookie of the year. Of course, I mean Will Anderson's going to be up there at the end of the day. I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Jordan Battle gets the nod. I don't think he goes in the first round. See. In a lot of my mock drafts, I have I have him as either I was working on one earlier. I have him either as a Buccaneer or who was the other team I had him going to? Honestly, make him a fucking Bengal at this point. I'm sick of hearing about Jameer Gibbs and shit. Like, give me a safety. What have we got? Dax Hill and fucking Woods right now? Yeah. Come on, man. So okay, that does bring up the interesting thing because we said Jameer Gibbs. There's a chance, but it's very unlikely. Like, I can only see... Me, personally, I can only see the Eagles. And you've talked about... There's the people talking about the Bengals. You're against that. Uh, the first-round running backs, just... No. So, here you are. With the 28th overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. Cincinnati's on the clock. Who are you taking? If he's available, Michael Mayer. Okay. So the I, have guy a, I, want. I have a scenario for you. Michael Mayer gone. Dalton Kincaid gone. Would you be mad if y'all took Darnell Washington? 
he's definitely a guy who needs development. And given that we've got Irv Smith, who's like 25, I, I'm happy with that pick. I think it's maybe a tiny bit of a reach, but his ceiling is massive. Plus, we get a guy to put in number zero day one. Because I'm going to be honest here. Like, I, I feel like it's it's gone under the radar, but like the Orlando Brown Jr. signing is massive. Yeah. I think so like line wise, yeah, technically we need somebody to shore up the right hand side, but you know, guys for the right hand side of the line, veterans are a dime a dozen. So I don't think drafting makes sense there. I think we've gotta go if Washington's there, I don't hate the pick. Oh he'll be there, I think. Here's my thing. Me personally, I'm a crazy man right now. I'm I've been unhinged recently today. And I genuinely think we live in a world where there could be more tight ends taken in this first round than wide receivers. I think I, you I can... don't think you can take Dal- Dalton Kincaid, though. His injury concerns are too much. So you don't think a team... I mean, okay, well, the Packers, I guess that's new now because it's like they jump where they originally were. Jump up two spots. So that, like, that kind of does change things because you go from being behind the Jets and the Patriots, and the Patriots could go for a pass catcher. So I guess that that's now put you ahead of them. So I'm telling you right now, though, if he makes it to the Packers, they're taking CJ Stroud. See, I just yeah, I don't think he'll make it. I think I think they're gonna rock with love, and if they suck, I mean, hey, you now got the two first round picks potentially next year. Because I'm writing it off as Aaron Rodgers gonna play 65 percent of snaps. You're gonna have to be more comfortable watching Danny Etling throw passes for the Packers. Hey man, I think that uh, if they stink, I mean, congratulations, Green Bay, you are in the running for the Drake May and Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Do you think they do that though? Do you think because of the like, it's obviously owned by fans that they can justify doing that? I mean, I don't think they'll tank. I just think they would genuinely be kind of mid. I just. I don't really see a bright side for that roster. I'm sorry, Jack. I don't think they, don't think they lose enough games to get Drake May or Caleb see, Williams. Though. I don't either, but the two first-round picks next year. Yeah, true. You could trade up. I think they could make the move, but then I guess you do have to look at who has the uh, expiring contracts. I'm uncertain of who is in a contract year. So, uh, Jack, if you are to watch this episode and you have made it this far, Please inform us on what you think the Packers are going to do, because you know ball, yeah, my brother. Yeah, we need to know. You know ball. Um, Jack's also, a fucking genius. Also, hop on my pod. <laughs> um, anyways, I just, I think they could do it. I don't think they'd lose enough, but I mean, hey, let's say you lose enough to be the ninth overall pick. I think a team taking the second overall pick, like let's say we live in a world, Caleb Williams becomes consensus QB1 off the board. Yeah. All right. Number two overall pick, not QB needy. Because if a guy, if a team like the Texans, or if a team like the Panthers still stink, which is likely, if a team like the Panthers stink and they get like that second overall pick somehow, which I, I don't think they will, but. Bada bing, bada boom. I don't see why it's crazy for the number two overall team to move to the number nine spot. That's not that crazy. It, it's one of those things, like, uh, as we get draft, like, I hate trying to, like, predict it as well, because I feel like as well-intentioned as anyone can be, 
with like their predictions, something crazy always happens. And if you're gonna nail on the team doing a crazy pick, it's gotta be the Packers, right? Oh yeah. I mean, so here's my thing. I think they're gonna go. They are surefire pass catchers this season. And my only reason for this belief is you had a guy like Aaron Rodgers all those years, and he elevates talent. You are now situated with Jordan Love. He, I just don't think Jordan Love elevates talent. You need someone who's talented to elevate him. There's obviously the saying that like a great quarterback can make a wide receiver to a wide receiver one, and a great quarterback can make a wide receiver one a superstar. I mean, Tom Brady turned Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan into a Super Bowl winning receiving core. The fucking lacrosse player, Chris Hogan. Dude, what a legend. I love Chris Hogan's story. Yeah, oh, he, my he, God. Didn't he? Isn't he like still playing professional lacrosse now? He is in like the PFL or whatever it's called. He is. He he played a game in Gillette Stadium, and a bunch of the boys pulled up. That was pretty heat. That's that's dope. Yeah, no, it's it's just one of those things. I think the Packers go pass catcher, which mm, that could ruin my Patriots. But I I could see them go tight end. I could see them go a guy like Kincaid, or is it Kincaid or Kincaid? I think it's Kincaid. Kincaid. Okay. I've been saying Kincaid, and I feel like that's probably wrong. So Kincaid. That, that's that's how it looks like it's spelled. I'll be real with you. I'll probably. It looks like it's spelled Kincaid. I'll probably flip flop between it, kind of like caramel and caramel, because I sometimes I wake up and I say caramel, and other days I say caramel. So I gonna say I hate the way Americans say caramel. It drives me up the fucking wall. What the caramel? Are you saying? Yeah. What What are you guys doing? What's caramel? It's I, caramel. I, I say. I see. I say. I say caramel. <laughs> See, you're normal. You say the words properly. Somewhat, somewhat. As, as normal oh. as a Tennessean can get. Well, I'm still pissed off that I, I live in Ohio and there's a town called Versailles, spelled exactly like Versailles in Europe, but they say it Versailles. Dude, that's actually hilarious. We have a uh, city spelt as Lebanon, but we, spelt, we call it Lebanon. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. We've got a Lebanon here in Ohio, too. We have a... Uh, there's a place here called Shelbyville, and it's pronounced Shelbyville. The way you guys say Louisville is the nuts shit as well. What, Louisville? The, but no, like the people in Ohio, the way they say it, it's like they're gargling. They say Louisville. Oh, Louisville? <laughs> mm-hmm. My favorite you, you number. Gotta like, you got to say it like you got marbles in your cheeks. My Louisville. favorite number. Lem. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's... So... It's just not as good as the number Kalevin. <laughs> So, where were we getting the Bengals? So, you want <laughs> Michael Mayer. You'd be okay with Darnell Washington. Let's I'd say... Be, I'd be over the moon with Michael Mayer. I'd be pretty happy with Washington. You'd be... I don't think we're going to get much in terms of offensive line at that point in the draft. But if in the second round we maybe reached up and grabbed like Cody March and moved him around, I'd be happy with that. You've seen the history of the 28th overall pick, yeah? Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's not. And, and you nervous? Know the can't draft offensive line. Are, are you nervous? I'll, I'll be okay. You'll be okay. Okay, that's good. That's good. I I I think talent wise, we've got a good enough roster to win a Super Bowl. The draft doesn't worry me too much, but like we still. But look at look at the last two years. We've ac- absolutely smashed the draft. Like we went out and we got um. Oh, what's his face? I should know his name. I kicked his ass in Madden. Um, Cordell Volson, he was a late round pick, been phenomenal. Uh, Logan Wilson the year before in the third round, absolute beast. 
we've gone out and we've got like talent all across the field, but we've been really active in free agency. So I'm kind of holding out hope for some more free agency moves before the season and potential trade here or there. All right, so tight ends. Who's next? Who who else would you be okay with the Bengals taking? See, that's the thing because there's like such a split in like like the talent in the tight ends this year. It's kind of insane to be honest. Because like Mayor Washington, I really like Sam Laporta though. Like he's good. He is. Like, Sam Laporta's got to be up there for me. Like probably tight end three or four. I just don't like Kincaid because of the injury concerns. Well, so well, the thing was, what about like other than a tight end? Like, what else are you looking for at twenty-eight? I mean, I would be happy with safety as well, like Jordan Battle. I know there's like we talked about positional value a lot, but like, wait, I, I just realized hate Jordan. I wait. I feel like we've been both mean meaning to say uh, Ryan Branch, and we totally just confused the two, didn't we? Oh shit! Yeah, no, Brian Branch. I, I just realized he exists, dude. See, it's like I keep freaking. It's Brian Branch is the first rounder, but earlier today I saw something on Jordan Battle. So now people are gonna listen to the podcast and be like, why are these guys talking about Jordan Battle in the first round? And if you've made it this far, we are correcting ourselves. It is Brian Branch. Anyways, I don't think he makes it to twenty eight though. But like I don't we think said, so positional value. Like obviously last year center another position that doesn't hold much positional value but the the ravens still went out and got tyler linderbaum who was insane i love linderbaum mm -hmm. he's a beast but he's got tiny arms so he has to play center he can't play anywhere else yeah yeah that's true that is true i remember that we're sorted at center i'm kind of happy we went out and got ted karras you know ted karras of course that very is well that's my boy that's a, a very good football player he is. He's he's locked he was, down that he position. Was just, he also said, fuck you, Tennessee, walking off the field. I don't know if you've seen that clip. Absolute W. I've seen that clip plenty of times. I, I love that shit, man. Dude, That's I a glass too. eater right there. I am forever proud of myself. That's like I've not I've, I'm very lucky to have been to even one NFL game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I've not been to many. But I am I very to, happy to say I went to three in a row this year. That's crazy. Three weeks in a row. I went to Bills Bengals, which obviously ended poorly uh the demar hamlin situation then mm. i went to ravens the week after and then i went to the wild card playoff game against the ravens and let me tell you that sam hubbard touchdown holy shit dude that like, must I, have been crazy i pretty much ripped my girlfriend's shoulder off the way i was holding like i bought her a stitched jamar chase jersey for christmas and i nearly ripped the stitching off the back of that oh, jersey where i was gripping her watching him run that field it was like the was longest crazy. It was the longest, like, it was weird. It felt like, obviously, we were all screaming, but it felt like the entire stadium was quiet until he hit the end zone. Like, it was so crazy. Because when you forgot, like, Sam Hubbard, you're like, all right, so I'm going to catch this guy. Like, well, I saw two. Mark Andrews come in, and then Jermaine Pratt put the block on him. I was like, they're going to call that for a block in the back, I can tell. But they didn't, because it wasn't. But, like, I'm just worried about officiating. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, man, you see, I'm very lucky to have said, or I can say that I saw the Bengals have the game-winning field goal against the Titans in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. That was pretty crazy. That yeah, was awesome. The, the crazy thing as well, you've heard, like, the chant they do at the stadium every time they score, right? 
the Bengals chant. Yeah. The Cincinnati. <laughs> that that shit went so hard because when we beat the Ravens in the playoffs, as they're leaving their sideline, all you could hear was who they, who they, who they think got beat. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, these Ravens players must be terrified right now. Because there was maybe a handful of Ravens fans at the game. I didn't see any purple near me or my section. I was pretty close to the field. But like, god damn, dude. Like, that shit was loud. And we let them know. It was wild. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll never forget when I was at the Titans game. And for, I don't know who thought this was a good idea. But I'm just out here just minding my own business. And for some reason, I start hearing, Welcome to the jungle! We got fun! I'm like, who is playing this right now over the intercoms in Tennessee? Like, I feel like that is just a terrible idea, by yeah, the way. Yeah, no. That's what our team... That's what, that's what we come out to like, like every single year. What were they it's thinking? It's so nuts that they played that in Tennessee. I, I, it wasn't intentional, but come on. That's just a rookie mistake. I know your DJ got fired for that. They had to have. <laughs> oh! I saw the uh, Trevor Lawrence Masterclass game against the Titans, where he threw like four or five touchdowns. I went to that game Bro, this past he, year. He he had a leap. He had a like we always knew he was good, but he took a big step with Calvin Ridley back. Oh, God man. damn, that's I'm a so scary excited. team. So we're gonna end up wrapping things up here, but I, I have one last question. One last sure. question. The first. Five picks in this year's draft. How is it going today? I put you on the huh. spot. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I put you on the spot. So who's picking first? This um, Panthers, Colts, right? Oh, Panthers. Um, I think Panthers. Um, I don't even think they know, but I think they'll probably go after CJ or Bryce. Well, so a lot of the thing is that it's saying that Bryce is like a lock. At first, you you think CJ's still in that running? I, I if I was the the Panthers, I would take CJ. All right, Houston Texans number two. Got to be Will Anderson. D'Amico Ryan's is a defensive guy. It just makes sense. So it's CJ then Will Anderson. Uh huh. Three. Who's third? Oh, it would be the uh Cardinals. I knew that, but um, I think I think. It it they'll either go Jalen Carter or they'll go Christian Gonzalez. Alright, I like that. I like that. Fourth, the Indianapolis Colts. I'm gonna shock everyone. I think they pick Anthony Richardson. I think Richardson, alright. So we have I, yeah, Bryce. I, I think they reach still on the board after five picks. And that brings uh -huh. us to pick number five with the Seahawks. Where do they go? I I think they take Bryce. You think they would take Bryce? They've got Gino locked up for at least two years, but like to sit behind a veteran of that caliber while he gets his weight up and gets his like gets his game ready, I think that's a smart move. Man, if this mock draft, if these first five picks are to happen on that's draft a, night, that's a wild top five. Is... I could win a lot of money from a dollar on that, bro. I'm I'm pretty sure you'd become a millionaire off a dollar over those odds. That is um. <laughs> You're gonna have a lot of keep feathers ruffled, I would say. Yeah, but that 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 being said, last year I did a I did a mock draft with um some guys, um and they gave me the Texans at free, and I picked Stingley, and everyone told me that's a ridiculous reach, and the Texans will never take him. So 
Here we you are. tell me. <laughs> See, I was kind of crazy last year. I was like, yeah, no, I think, uh, you know. I, I think Saucer's definitely played better, but I, I like Stingley more coming out. Yeah. yeah. And just because Stingley had played SEC competition and, you know, obviously nothing against the American Conference, but it's, n- it's not SEC level. Real. Real. I, I had him winning the Defense Rookie of the Year, my predictions, Stingley. Yeah, I mean, credit to Source, though. Been an absolute monster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here we are. We're going to wrap this up. We've talked about quite a bit. We've talked about Aaron Rodgers. Talked about the Jets and the Packers. We've talked about what are the Texans doing with that second overall pick. And we're both thinking Will Anderson. But I will say, I mean, it just with D'Amico Ryan's, it makes so much sense that you would go for Will Anderson. I agree, but if I do think if Bryce Young isn't first, I would I wouldn't be shocked if they go Bryce. But because we're under the understanding that unless he goes like zero and seventeen, they're probably going to give D'Amico Ryan's at least two or three seasons. Oh yeah, D'Amico, I think he's there for a minute because that man's not even forty yet. He's young, young mind. So once again, Texans, what are they doing? We had an excellent conversation on C.J. Stroud. How is he falling? Question mark, question mark. We also talked about what the Bengals could possibly do with the 28th overall pick in the NFL draft. What the Patriots could do with the 14th overall pick in this year's NFL draft. And of course, we, I mean, we, we, we dabbled a little bit in college football. You know, Drake May agenda pushing. I love me some of that. He's the best quarterback in next year's class. I just don't even doubt it. He's the best quarterback in college football next year. Period. I mean, I've got to push a Jaden Daniels agenda, but I think Drake may safely, unless he, like, shits the bed, which I don't think's happening. He's a very smart player. Uh, yeah, and I don't think Drake May's going to shit the bed either. I'm very curious to see who steps up. Oh, my goodness. I'm curious to see who steps up at wide receiver. With that being said, though, do you have anything else you would like to say before we head out of here, my boy Kieran? Hey, this was a pleasure, man. I've been like, fun. I've I've been begging you to start a podcast for so long. Here we are. So now seeing you do it is great, and having me on as a guest, absolutely honored, my friend. I told myself around an hour fifteen, we're at an hour twenty-five. But hey, who's complaining? You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. More things to listen to now. People can split this up a little bit and t- do it in sections I, I apparently they're supposed to be adding like a chapters type section to these things here soon on spotify which that, spotify that get on happen. that we i need that now um with that being said thank you guys so much for joining us oh uh, kieran tell them where they can find you by the way we almost forgot yeah i'm at kieran horn cfb on twitter that's k-i-e-r-a-n-h-o-r-n-e-c-f-b uh, YouTube is the exact same, and then obviously head over to the-jet-sweep.com where you can find my draft guide, 120 fully scouted picks. We've got articles from the very talented Willie. We've got articles from Taib, Jack, and also Lee Wakefield, very talented content creators from the UK. I know we're not taken as seriously as the American guys, but you should definitely head over there and see what they've done because they're absolute masterpieces. They should be taken as serious as the American guys. Let's be honest here. We're catching up. I think so. I'm. I'm. We need. Honestly, I'm waiting for someone big to hit the uh, national TV because it's like here in America. Do we even have someone? Look, when you've got to stay up to four a.m. to watch a Chargers game, that's dedication. That is dedication. That is a lot of dedication. 
People got I don't work. stay up till 4 a.m. to watch a Chargers game. Fuck that. You know, just to watch Justin Herbert, I might. Oh, I love me some Justin Herbert. He's QB3 behind Joe Burrow. Uh, oh, wait. Mm. Ah, we'll get into that another day. We'll get into that another day. <laughs> With we'll that being said, everybody, we're going to head out of here. You can find me once again at the Willie Lane. W-I-L-L-I-E, by the way. L-A-N-E. The Willie Lane. You can also find us on Twitter as well as the Stay In Yo Lane podcast, but that is at S-I-Y-L podcast. With that being said, you need to stay in your lane. Now let's get ready for that NFL draft, baby. I am excited. Y'all have a good night or good morning whenever you're watching this.